0: The warm-up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365, chances
1: are you're about to lose. Uh, good morning everyone, welcome along to the warm-up for another week, Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you this morning, some sunshine around in Melbourne town Victoria just sort of making the most of it, Moons is just lobbed in getting his microphone ready.
2: Good morning. Ready to G- go, G- Matty. So how are you, buddy? Good,
1: I'm good. You've had a, you've had a big week,
2: Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Good day. Jesus, too hot. And you went along? Yeah, too hot. It was ridiculously hot. I was, and I was and I'm I I'll, I'll admit I'm one of the lucky ones that went into a marquee. Yeah. I was sitting there looking at people out in the GA and I'm just thinking how many of you are going to see the day out one? Yep. How many are going to pass out and how many are going to need ambulance? Like it was horrendously hot, particularly if you're wearing jackets and drinking.
1: Well, were you? How were you dressed? Get oh, we had to
2: wear a jacket, so yep. yeah, I was I was dressed shorts. up. Shorts, but I was no, no. I was I went the pants. I'm not ready for the shorts look yet. I saw. Brown, not sure mate, I've got the pins yet.
1: Campbell Brown last week. We spoke to him on the show, getting ready for the day. He didn't mention at the time no. he was going to wear shorts, and this week he's been, I'll say, the pin-up boy for the debate mm. on should you be wearing them, and obviously they're allowed to. Um, but on Newscom, but and you got to wear a nice,
2: he's wearing board shorts. Did I did swear, they look boardy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had like a blue shirt on and green shorts. Like, a, like there's, you know, probably.
2: there are beautiful shorts out there that you can wear. And we love with Brownies, the suit. But he, he's am sc- happy with it. He's
1: a, he he's a scruffy fella. <laughs> like he, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, seen him at plenty of events or rock up at certain things, and he's, um, you know, he's just doing his own
2: thing. He knows just, how to do his own yeah, thing. That's so, what I love about Brown. Did you get a winner? That's the yes, I did. got the cup winner. You did? That was the only winner I had for the day. Actually, no, I was having a pretty bad day and I ended up getting something. I was actually with Gazy, Andrew Gaze, in the, uh, in the marquee and his daughters came along and the four of us were there, we were all having a bit of a punt and not throwing huge bets on, but going like an absolute bastard. So I think we ended up jumping on something for a place in a Echuca. Just wow, we were that, that desperate. desperation. And we got that one up, so I was pretty happy, and then ended up getting the cup winner, which was nice.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a tough day of betting. People always say it's not the, the best, no. particularly the Melbourne Cup, but it is a tough day to get You're a winner. you genuine on
2: punters, it is, so it's not a great day.
1: Well, I had I reached out to a mate of ours and been on the show for Cam Luke. He does mm-hmm. some great work on SDN Track, and there's some vision of him this week. Absolutely carrying on like a feral. He picked the winner of the Melbourne Cup back in June. He had, I don't know what he got it for back then, but you he, he could load up at that stage. He actually sent me through his tips on Tuesday morning because I had I go to a function every year with 20 mates. It's a quite a fun, big day, partners club and all the rest of it. And uh, there's a tipping comp. and oh, So I write my numbers down, the tipping comp, whatever. And so I actually had the win of the Melbourne Cup but never bet on it because oh, I was really? distracted doing
2: something else. So oh, you're one of those blokes. I could have. You sh- should have better.
1: No, but I had it. On the In the punters club. I was like going to bet on that.
2: I was. I didn't. You're one of those blokes. <laughs> no, I'm
1: not one of those guys. And, in fact, I had the, the horse that was paying 126 bucks in the sweep. And Shred, it ran third. Yeah. So I got third in the sweep, which was more than I got because I didn't <laughs> bet on the cup at all. So it is a tough. But it's a, it was a, a great day.
2: Well, there was a guy in the marquee that I was in actually had uh, a cup winner who had uh, the Caulfield Cup. Rolling into the Melbourne oh, cup. Right. And oh, yeah, wasn't he a happy boy? Yes. He was Yeah, throwing drinks you around everywhere. Do <laughs> you these
1: stories that people getting these random um, mystery bets or mm. the, the trifecta or something they get up and pay for? I know a guy put yeah, the dollar yeah.
2: mystery bet on yep. and got the, uh, I think he got the four, the trifecta four. or the four, the first four, four and got, got, 15, got 15 grand. Yeah. $1 like, mystery. Seriously, come yeah. on.
1: No, nah, it's a very I good day. It's uh, it's tough. Channel 7, uh, a bit cheeky because did you see, I'm not sure if you saw on the oh, day. I've read about what's happening I didn't with know channel this 7. was happening. And when I saw it, I found it funny because so Channel 7 had racing from Sydney, Ramwick, mm-hmm. I think it was. They were live in Sydney. They were live in Sydney, which there's there's two things here. I just thought Bruce, Richo were both broadcasting from Sydney, so not going to the Melbourne Cup. Bruce would have been filthy about that, yes. but obviously Channel 7 commitments. And it was called The Big Dance. It was the $3 million race the called Big The Big, Big Dance. Dance. And so people tuning into 7 all day who don't follow the racing, yes. like 95% of people who tuned in to watch the Melbourne Cup or the race day probably don't follow a lot of racing throughout the But year, this maybe is a problem 90%. when you've
2: got two channels showing two different race days. It used to be great when it was just one channel – it was
1: half the country missed the Melbourne yes. Cup because they thought it was on Channel 7. <laughs>
2: Call it the Big Dance. The
1: Big Dance was on. Oh, we're coming back to it. And they didn't mention the Melbourne Cup once all day on the broadcast. How can you be <laughs> a broadcaster of Horse well, racing? Well, you're and not, not going to. Cup? Well,
2: you're Channel 7. You're not going to sit there and say, hey, everybody, change the channel over to 10. Yeah. I don't so know. So I, I get cheeky. it. I get it. It's cheeky, but they didn't really do anything wrong.
1: They probably didn't do anything wrong, but I, I think
2: <laughs> they didn't do anything. I right. think
1: what Channel Seven, sorry, I think what New South Wales is doing from a racing point of view is great. Go your mm. hardest, left right set, but just leave Melbourne Cup alone. Like have your big races all the time. You've got your know. Golden Eagle, you've got da da da, Everest, like yeah Everest. On. Just just let us have the Melbourne Cup. I don't think you need to have a big dance.
2: Well, they time. are they are desperately trying to steal it. So They're doing a good job. They, They're they, doing they a great job.
1: I'll give them that. But I think that was probably a bit of a stretch. Um, your man Maxi, wow.
2: Well. We'll we'll talk about him a little bit later, but we, we did speak about him the other week well, last Sponeman week
1: a few times because you've been on him for a while. Well, I've said well, haven't been they, a fan.
2: No, no, no. Don't go down well, that path. What do
1: you say then? If you say you don't do it against the big dogs, I just That's said I would like to see. I would like sport. to see him
2: do it more in the bigger games and all of those type of things. And when the country needed him, Maxie just went, "Hey Moons, stick this up your jumper." So
1: you didn't say. When the country needed him, you wanted him to perform <laughs> against the big teams. Now, where well, you this rank, wasn't a big team, but, that's what this I'm is, saying, but this what is. But this where do you rank Bangladesh?
2: Because this was a this is a big game.
1: Well, it was, my, but in may, terms may of, have
2: had him in my multi, so I needed it. Well, but that's right. but <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, we were we were shot. Yeah, we were shot, and we were playing like a busted.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about it because we've got a chat in your six pack today around great sporting comebacks. uh, And obviously, this was one of them. I've got a different take because I think he was lucky. (laughs) He was clearly lucky. Oh, clearly lucky. He should have been out three times. The catch that was dropped was one of the easiest catches. Well, the LBW,
2: he was walking. Yeah. And let's be honest, the ball does not bounce in India. So well, it was not going over.
1: Everyone thought if it's not out, it must be because it's pitched outside leg stump. Not that it's going over. No, like, it, no it was not, force, not going over. Those balls don't bounce. I think like VAR, their DRS was out by quite some... <laughs>
2: hey, I want to throw one at you. Round zero. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: I don't know what's happening here. So if you haven't caught up with round zero, the AFL are still... They still want. I guess where it comes from is that they want to position Carlton and Richmond on the Thursday night, still being round one. So what they're trying to do is almost manufacture a round before that. We've spoken about how they want to play games in Queensland and New South Wales because of rugby league. Rugby,
2: rugby's off to Vegas. Yeah, stupidest thing I've ever heard on that one. Yes,
1: but it's a good idea for the AFL to be in the market while they're away. you know, cats away, the mice will play yes. sort of thing. So that that's a good thing. So what they're thinking, well, well, we'll start a week early and we'll have it in those markets. But we still want to call, <laughs> this is what I can't <laughs> understand, we still want to call round one, one. round one. one. So potentially yes. we could call it round zero when we're playing games in New South Wales and Queensland in the first week. And look, Ridiculous. at the end of the day,
2: it's really hard to come up with probably a gimmick or a name for it. But round zero is just horrendous. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, and I understand what they're trying to do, and I'm I'm not saying I'm not against it because, like you said, when the cat's away, why not? Yeah. And I think that's a really bad move from NRL. I think NRL going away on round one is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You don't do that to your fans on round one. No, we've been waiting all summer for our sport. Yeah. And round one, you take it off over to another country. Yeah. I think that's horrendous. Yeah. No good. But But round zero, no.
1: It doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like. It feels very American. It feels very NBA. It's like we're going to have players wearing zeros going forward. (laughs) All of a sudden we've got, you know, um, Nick Dacos wearing Mm. double zero next year for Collingwood. Like it just feels like it's a bit sort of strange. And I'm up for American things, but this for me just feels a bit strange. I don't know what they're trying to do there. Hey, um... AFLW finals this week. We probably haven't been following it very closely this year. We know the Cats, uh, who you're, cats you get to yes. the odd game. Um, you take your daughters along yeah, have the a will take the girls look. this week. They're on Sunday afternoon against the Bombers, who <laughs> I'm not sure, I could be wrong about this, but obviously it's been 7,000 days since the men's team have won a final.
2: The girls are just rolled straight in. I'm Dang. not
1: sure if they've won a final, so will the club claim this? Oh, absolutely! So will Essendon go? Well, hey guys, we know it's been seven thousand <laughs> days, but we've actually won elimination final on Sunday at Canterbury Park.
2: People uh, in the Twitter universe won't, because they'll be making sure that oh, they. Because yeah. I love it every now and then, it just pops up on my Twitter. Yeah. It's been six thousand nine hundred and forty-five days since Essendon won a final. It's been six thousand nine hundred and seventy-three so days. A That's mate of mine,
1: a couple of years young, a couple of years older than me, he's forty. He put up the other day when the 7,000 came up, said the last time they won a final, so he's just turned 40, he was 23 when they won a final. Like it's, when you put it like that, 17 years. What year was that? Phenomenal. 2004?
2: Four, that's right. We played them. That's right. They won the elimination. We played them in the semi. That's So you're
1: the last team to be beaten by...
2: No, no, we beat them the week after they won. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we yeah, knocked yeah. them out. So you
1: started the run. Yes. Perfect. Well done. Yeah, thank you very hey, much. Hey, I saw um, Mullins from Brisbane Lions this week give a bit of an elbow on the way through, free to play this yeah, week. Yeah, uh,
2: uh, that's okay. It didn't hurt. Oh, it didn't It hurt, was a bad action. But uh, but really are we bad. suspending actions or are we suspending results? Well, we, how this, many is the, t- this is the debate at the well, moment. Well, that
1: is a great point. But how many times in the past have we said, particularly around the men's game, that we're where role models were setting standards, yes. where a, it's the look and but feel. If it was of a bad game. action, it really was. If your really daughter was. saw that, why well, would she be like, oh, that's a bit rough?
2: Yeah, it was. It was a bad action, but it, it, was, it, was, it was a baby slap, let's be honest.
1: It was very yeah. soft, and I think, I think to it was be just fair, a hate. I haven't seen I'm the just, vision... I'm
2: here, I'm just letting you know, I'm here.
1: When she went past, <laughs> she just clipped her on the head, like across the cheek. It was almost like just a little slap. It was just it was an absolute elbow. rush of blood. I think she apologized straight away. Yeah, it was like, just a rush of blood, and it was. Hey,
2: bang. Oh, oh, sorry.
1: And she's only about 55 (laughs) kilos, so it didn't really have much force behind it, but it did look bad. But interesting the uh, AFLW finals. Are on this weekend. Hey, we've got a big show. I haven't even mentioned John Aloisi is going to join us, the Perfect. West United uh, coach and soccer legend. West United have their first home game against Newcastle Jets this afternoon in Ballarat. I'll be there for that. Looking forward to it. But up next, we're going to look back at some of the great sporting comebacks on the back of Glenn Maxwell's 201 not out. Can you believe My that? Oh, boy. This is the warm up this morning. Hope you're enjoying the show. All thanks for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. <laughs> You're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365.
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose.
1: Oh, plenty of action, plenty of sport across the weekend, that is for sure. Welcome back. Uh, what is it, uh, Stakes Day today at Flemington, last day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. It's been fantastic, they had a pretty good run of weather, although there was the odd little shower come through and thunderstorm. Did you get that?
2: No, I missed that.
1: On, on Tuesday? No, yeah, I missed was, It uh, came through. The Geelong area, Uh, but yeah, big day of racing again this afternoon, looking forward to Much that. That's
2: better day. 21 today. Nice.
1: Yes, and uh, we've got West United taking on Newcastle Jets in Ballarat. John Aloisi, the West United coach, to join us very soon, looking forward to that. That's where I'll be later today, kick off at 3.30. Uh, Moons, we did see an incredible innings. We've spoken slightly about it, Glenn Maxwell, your man. One of the greatest innings. 201 not out, 128 balls. Yes. Uh, I saw they were a,
2: seven for 90 something so we were absolutely in all Pat sorts.
1: Cummings 12 not out, out of about 68 balls. 68 he balls. was just he knew uh, his job. He <laughs> know your role, play your role. <laughs> I saw uh, I'm not sure where the kid was from but I, it might have been a kid out of India or Pakistan. There was a video getting around this week. It's gone quite viral and he's sort of mocking, not mocking like almost uh, celebrating Maxwell's innings. He's he's Playing shots over his head, he's laying down, he's kicking the ball for six and all that sort of stuff. Like it was actually pretty good. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Like, but There was um, nothing that he didn't effort.
2: do that just didn't come off. Like it was one of those.
1: It was. Ju- it felt like when I watched back the KO mini, it was just every ball. Like what were they doing? Well, Bangladesh, every Afghanistan, every ball was just in the slot.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> where where do you bolt <laughs> to someone who's who's not even moving his feet? Like, couldn't move his feet because he was yeah. cramping. He's just. Basically, just swinging from the wrist, yeah, and just flicking them over the over over the fence. Yeah, it was oh, incredible.
1: Uh, a great effort. And they got Bangladesh this afternoon too. Uh, we saw the story during the week about Angelo Matthews getting timed out, which I thought was quite surprising. So he
2: was trying to change his helmet and took too long to yeah, change and his they helmet.
1: Appealed. Afghanistan appealed. <laughs> is it Afghanistan? I think, or I'm not sure. In fact, which team it was? And so is that a send off? Yeah, yeah, just out. So it's a out. wicket. So is it a wicket? I think it's a wicket, isn't it? Oh, because I've never heard of this Timed out. No, it's never happened before, but he couldn't find his thing. All right, well, on the back of Glenn Maxwell's 201 not out, it was a great comeback by the Aussies. Let's have a look at our (music) six-pack. Loser's six-pack. Take a look at the, some of the best sporting comebacks in history, right. and we've got some audio moons as well. So I'm sort of be guided by you where we're going here. I think I know what your number one's going to be, but we'll uh, we'll get to the rest of it. What, where are we starting? Well, right? I'm
2: going to start at number six. So we'll go back to cricket. So this is back in 1999, the semi-final, Australia v South Africa. Now I don't know if you remember. Were you actually? Did you watch it live? I watched it live. I actually stayed up and watched it live yeah. as well. I think I fell asleep, woke up, fell asleep, woke up, type of thing. Yeah. And, like, that last over for South Africa to completely just... Alan Donald just had no idea what to do. It was like he'd, he'd never ran between a wicket before he's his well, life.
1: Well, Lance Kluzner was seriously the player of the series. He was...
2: His first two balls were like fence. fence. And Damien Fleming well. if you ever hear Damien Fleming tell this story out of sportsman's, it is one of the best ten minutes you'll ever hear. So it's hilarious.
1: Is it true, and I think he may have mentioned this in the Sportsman's line, I'm guessing a little bit here, that they actually went ten pin bowling during the week, or was that made yes. up? No, they, they went did ten go. pin bowling, yeah. yeah they and did he, all he that. He ten pin bowl the ball <laughs> down to the other end to Adam Gilchrist who took stuff So he tells
2: a story, he's got he's you know, going against Lance Klusener, the greatest uh, batter at that stage all probably in by the a world. Mile. Yeah pitched the first one up bang fence he thought oh that's not a good one next one bang fence and he just thought I'm done yeah <laughs> so to win that was absolutely incredible at number five now I actually was involved in this one this one hurts a little bit uh, Sydney V Geelong in the 2005 semifinal final <laughs> tell, me about, great it, tell me about it commentary
1: by Hutto there that was a fantastic and, final and for people who
2: don't know Hutto is a massive massive Geelong supporter. supporter so he was for him to do that and for his heart to be breaking like incredible call yeah, well the done, emotion all but at once, standing there at the him. game so we were we were a young team we probably didn't deserve to we didn't deserve to probably uh, go ahead in that final series but Sydney were a great team but they just started off Pauling. we started off so well and we got out to this great lead, but just gradually. And the, the last quarter, Nick Davis just went bang, 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 and then bang.
1: Who was on him? I can't remember who was on.
2: Uh, I think it was Joshie Hunter a couple of times. Okay. And and I play. think there was a few blokes. But uh, to be on the ground, and I've said this before, I've played in front of 100,000 at the MCG. I've never witnessed an atmosphere like that night when he kicked that last yeah. goal. Like, it was just incredible. Absolutely rocking. All right, Even though my on? heart was broken. Number four this week. Number four. So, this just happened recently. So, we're going back to the NRL Grand Final where Panthers were down 24-8 with 60 minutes off the clock. So, there's only 20 minutes left. They needed 16 points and this man stepped up.
0: It goes to Clear.
1: Some of the best
2: action like, you'll see. You don't you don't win a game NRL game with tw- twenty minutes to go when you when you need seventeen points to win the game. Yeah, like he was, and he just basically put the team on his back. So I remember sitting at the pub with Maddie Stokes and we we're watching it and could not believe it. So that was incredible. At number three, well, I think he might have been at this one. This was the uh, Tom Brady special. Yeah, Patriots so- down twenty eight. Three at halftime.
1: Yeah, in Houston against the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Uh, and it looked at halftime that it was absolutely All oh, right, you're all done. Everyone was done. Brady just, even Brady couldn't get him back mm. in this game. Then all of a sudden, a bang, away we go. He's turned around. Just incredible. 34-28,
2: 31 points and a half.
1: I don't know how that, like, how do, you, how do you have yourself in a position in a game? Like, that feels like we're just hanging on. Like, but when you're that far up at halftime, wouldn't you come out, I guess the other team's like, well, we've got nothing to lose. Let's throw anything at it. Yeah. Like, it just feels like... But the thing hey, is, look, yeah, all they needed was a, was an
2: early touchdown. They got it, and all of a sudden, sh- they yeah. went. Uh, like- at number two, uh, back over in America, NBA, uh, the great LeBron James. So, the Cavs, 3-1 down in 2016, and they come back over the Warriors. The
0: to
1: Curry, back to the, Up for the lead. Is that one of the
2: greatest commentaries you've ever heard?
1: That, I can't remember that guy's name. What's that guy's name? I can't He's a fantastic. I love it on uh, listening to him there. And on um, but my son well. and I,
2: my son and I, when we play basketball, we might be in the house and we walk past each other, and I'll just like bump in him. Oh, blocked by James! <laughs> like you just, you just throw it out <laughs> Get there. Out of here. It's hilarious. <laughs> all right, number one, the greatest comeback of all time: uh, three nil down at half time uh, in the 2005 Champions League. Against the, one of the greatest teams of all time in AC Milan,
1: definitely one of the best teams on FIFA yes. ever that I've played against.
2: And a- our <laughs> boy Steven Gerrard got him off and bang in the second half, and Liverpool come back for the Liverpool greatest win. Our champions of Europe again!
1: It was amazing. Uh, obviously, went to penalties in the end, mm. but three 0 down. Gerrard just sort of Gerrard's like, "Come on, let's let's go." We got a penalty. Um, uh, Alonso missed the penalty, then followed, it up, then and followed up and scored again. Got it. Um, what was Smita f- yeah, it was. A, hit
2: one in, yep. Gerrard off the header. like It's just unbelievable. So
1: it was a great effort. And in, at the end, I guess, it's one of those ones that, for whatever reason, Liverpool have had just an incredible history in Europe. Yes. Um, obviously, we've lost a couple recently, but we've also won against Spurs as well, which is hard to believe that Spurs would actually I mean, be in You keep in the forgetting Champions that that,
2: that actually happen? Was there a Liverpool-Spurs-Champions League final? Unbelievable. Like, what? what, what? Did I miss that? Early
1: penalty to Liverpool, Salah mm. scores and um, Origi scores yeah. late on in the 80-odd minute to, to fight. But yeah, think of now where... Spurs just get so much <laughs> shit. <But> they actually were <laughs> in a Champions League final no, I not that long ago. So uh, incredible effort. There you go. That's our uh, top six. Our Moons are 6 pack there. Liverpool 2005, Champions League winner's uh, unbelievable comeback against AC Milan. Hey, still to come on the show, we're to get to our marketplace. We're buying and selling this week. Something, talking about basketball, Moons, later I want to speak about an, an amazing thing that happened in the NBA this week. Uh, around two teams wearing the same colour jerseys we'll get to that That doesn't happen it doesn't happen that is something you see on a video game we'll chat about that a little bit later on and joining us up next he's a socceroo legend and the Western United coach they're taking on uh, uh, they're taking on Newcastle Jets in Ballarat this afternoon kick off at 3.30 I'm looking forward to that game I'm going to be getting along to that one so if you're uh, in the area grab some tickets and head along and chat to John Aloisi next this is the warm up this morning all thanks to Bet365 whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet 365, chances are you're about to lose. Don't forget you can find us on the socials as well Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Some videos of the show each and every week. Go and check them out. Loads of fun. Plenty to come on this morning's show. This is the warm up. Stay with us. You're listening
0: to the warm up with Warlow and Moons for Bet 365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365. Chances are you're about to lose. The warm-up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose.
1: Still plenty to come on this morning's show as we've got the marketplace not too far away. And a big afternoon in Ballarat. If you're in the region, make sure you get yourself some tickets to head along to Mars Stadium. The boys in green, Western United. I'll be there taking on the Newcastle Jets. And joining us on the line is the Western United coach and former soccer Socceroom legend, John Aloisi. John, good morning to you, mate. Thanks for joining us.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having me on.
1: It's... Um, it was a fantastic start to the season. Round one uh, against Melbourne City. I was there in the crowd. It was a fantastic result. The last couple of weeks have been a little bit lean, but uh, hoping for a better result this afternoon.
3: Yeah, definitely. We um, Look, we were disappointed, obviously, with the result against Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, but then against MacArthur, I thought that the boys re- responded really well and uh, completely controlled the second half. And then Unfortunately, we lost right at the end. You know, we could have gone either way. We probably uh, could have easily had three points, but uh, we ended up coming home with a one-nil loss. But um, we're now looking forward to three home games because we've had three away games to start the season. And as you know, that if you can make you know your home, uh, which is in Ballarat, the next three games a, a fortress, then you you know you can pick up points.
1: There's no doubt it's been an ongoing discussion around West United for the first uh, four seasons. There have been now five seasons. In the competition, you've obviously, and I've been there for every home game. Uh, we've we've played at a number of different locations over that time, but looking forward to hopefully in the in the new year or maybe even earlier to be in the new training facility and, and playing some home games out of there, which would be fantastic to set the base up.
3: Yeah, it's going to be uh, a massive step forward for the club and um, to have our home base at Tarnet and uh, to play our games out there. 5,000-seated uh, uh, stadium, which will be incredible for us and um, create a good atmosphere. But it's m- more just having a home, um, like you said. And you've been at uh, all our home games We've played out of five different uh, venues, if not more. And, uh, and sometimes it can be hard because you can't really create that uh, that atmosphere for the players and also for the fans. So, we're looking forward to it. We can't wait. But in the meantime, we, we're looking forward to just being at one base for, for the next three games and that that's in Ballarat.
2: John, what are you expecting this afternoon coming up against Newcastle? They just sit below you on the ladder at the moment. Uh, obviously, haven't got their win either. But um, what are you expecting?
3: They're a tough game. You know, every game is tough. Every every team, it's a tight league. Uh, you know, we, we've lost the last two but, you know, we win and we could go, you mm-hmm. know, very close to, you know, the, the leaders of the, the league because the, they're only on seven points. They play each other, and so we know that uh, it, it can change very quickly. And Newcastle are a team that I thought they were unlucky not to beat Wanderers last week. They had a number of opportunities. They could have won that game easily. They ended up drawing two-two. They've got uh, some good players up top uh, in in Stammer and uh, Bahaja, and you know they uh, they counter very well, and uh, they've they got some quality in there. So some good young players as well. So. It won't be an easy game, but we're looking forward to it because, uh, we, you know, like I mentioned before, we're playing at home and uh, we want to show our fans what we can do.
1: A few new players, of course, coming in uh, over the, the winter break, but one young guy that's been there who's impressed uh, me so far this year and has, has done some stuff with the young soccer roos as well is Noah Botic. He joins, he plays up top now after uh, you know losing the odd player or two, but he's been impressive. To start the season, uh, what's his future? Because he looks like he could, you know, really sort of take off this year.
3: Yeah, we're hoping he does. You know, we we uh, we know that Noah's uh, got a lot of quality, and he's, he's a uh, hard worker, and he's always willing to learn and improve his game, and, and that's all you can ask for. And you know, we, we also got players around him that will, will help Noah um, that you know, because. You know, he's only twenty one, so he's still learning the game and you don't want to put all the pressure on him because as a striker sometimes you, you can feel that pressure. Um, but you know, he he seems to take in his stride well and players around him help him and we're hoping that he'll end up developing into a player that will represent the Socceroos and, and, you know, go to the highest level possible in Europe. So that's his goal and that's our goal to try and help him.
2: Joan, you was speaking before about New stadium, not having a home. You, know, you have been working out of or training out of the hangout with the Bombers. I'm just wondering, do you ever sit down and talk with any of the AFL coaches uh, and vice versa? Do they come to you and just bounce off each other?
3: Yeah, they have. We've had a few visits that, um, you know, you know, mainly with the assistant coaches mm-hmm. uh, that they come in and, and spend some time with us and, you know, ask us questions and, and the same, you know, the other way we ask them questions and, You know, I'm a big believer in in collaborating with different, uh, you know, coaches, not only from um, our code and the AFL, but, you know, I'm I'm in this elite group with um, Craig McRae, with Andrew McDonald, with Anthony Seabold, the rugby league coach, and with Mike Van Vanlapper, who's an American uh, basketball coach. And uh, we get together uh, once a month uh, just over Zoom and just discuss, you know, what we're going through. And you know, about little uh, things that, you know, we might learn along the way and it's just this great session for me that, uh, you know, I take a lot out of those things. So, I'm, I'm big on, you know, always uh, trying to collaborate with different coaches.
2: John, is it more about on-field stuff or with, because it's different leagues or different, um, not leagues, different codes, oh, do you talk more yeah. about off-field stuff?
3: Yeah, it's more about off-field stuff yeah. to be honest. The, the on-field stuff is, uh, is probably the easiest thing, you know, you, you're... You're quite comfortable in in that because that's what you've been doing, you know, your, your whole life really. And uh, um, it's more the off field. It's more, you know, uh, about uh, play welfare, about you know how you um, you deal with your board and how you know media and you know fans and you know just uh, certain situations you might go through and and you know that you know uh, they might have gone through that in the past and how they dealt with it and you know how they build a culture within a club or within within a national team and. You know, all these things, um, you know, are are really important. You know, people only see, of course, because, you know, that's all they're watching is the game. Mm. But all the stuff that goes on in the background is just as important.
1: Not sure if you've caught up with Craig McRae, of course, after winning the premiership um, a month or so ago. Um, What have you taken from him? Because he's not only yourself, but he's taken, I guess, the AFL world by storm on the way that he's brought Collingwood along the last two seasons. In fact, almost got people who dislike Collingwood to enjoy the way they go about it and play. Have, what have you learnt from him over the last uh, few months?
3: There, oh, was a lot. You know, not only him, but all of the ones in the group because they've all been successful in their own right. You know, Craig McRae, of course, being in Melbourne, it's, it's, it's big. But, you know, um, Andrew McDonald, the way he dealt with mm-hmm. the you know, the, uh, national team, you know, the, everyone was writing him off at the beginning of this World mm-hmm. Cup and they're in the, in the semi-final now and, you know, the way that uh, Maxwell got them to the win the other day. You know, what What was his words before he went out? Yeah. You know, all, all those things that we, we're learning off to each other. And we actually did catch up. It was funny. We caught up, uh, I think it was two days after uh, Collingwood won the, the grand final. And um, we didn't think that uh, Fly will end up coming on. Uh, but he ended up making in the last 20 minutes of the of our meeting and um you know he was lying in bed with his newborn and uh, <laughs> he just he, he couldn't get over how those two days went and uh, you know he actually even he started crying a little bit about it it was uh you know an emotional time it was obviously a, a happy time for him and um you know we just asked how he dealt with the whole situation and um you know he dealt with it really well when he relaxed his group um you know by mentioning about that he became a new father and you know, you just saw the Collingwood players when they went out. Before they went out, they were just relaxed and happy and enjoyed the moment.
1: Yeah, incredible. And uh, had an amazing amazing couple of seasons, that is for sure. We've seen, I guess, with big Ange moons over the last... I mean, we're both Liverpool fans, massive Liverpool fans here. But we've even started to enjoy what Tottenham are doing. Of course, a poor result on the weekend. But you sort of get sucked into what Ange is doing. And I see myself following Tottenham now and enjoying it. Have you, are you enjoying the ride from afar?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, How can you not enjoy it? You know, you, you're seeing, uh, you know, Ange Postacoglu, who was here in the A-League, uh, you know, not that long ago. Yeah. And, um, and just the, the, the rise, you know, but, you know, he's been coaching for 26 mm. years. People forget that and yeah. people forget the experiences that he's gone through and, you know, the highs and lows that he's had to deal with. But um, to see him on the biggest stage, you know, which is the Premier League, which is the number one league in the world. At the moment, and um, and the way he had, he's going about his business, you know, it's it's been great to watch. Great always to watch his football, but I think even his uh, press press conferences are probably yeah. just as entertaining as his football games because, you know, he tells it the way it is, and uh, it's refreshing to hear a coach just be so honest and open. And um, he's been great. Uh, what can
1: we expect this afternoon? Obviously, an important game. They, as you said, they're, they're all important. They're all big games. Um, sort of. Talked about Newcastle and their start to the season, but what can we expect from West United this afternoon?
3: Um, well, first of all, we're hoping to win. Yes, um, but the, awesome. the most important thing is, uh, you know, that, that we want to put on a good performance because we believe if we uh, perform well, then we'll uh, get the win. And um, you know, out of the first three games, we, we probably performed poorly in, in one half. You know, out of the three games, and that was against the uh, Western Sydney Wanderers and. You know, so we, we know that if we can keep on performing and improving that the results will come. So, you know, we're we're looking forward to it. We we've got some um obviously some really good talented players that uh, you know, got that attacking flair, and um and we've got some young players, you know, Kane Vidmar who had to start the first game, uh son of Tony Vidmar, so it comes from pretty good pedigree that um you know, he's been thrusted in because we've got a couple of injuries at the back and uh a couple of injuries elsewhere and Rukovic is just starting to find his fitness. So, you know, hopefully we can see a bit more of him uh, today. And, um, you know, Daniel Pena, who's, you know, he had a long layoff, um, he's starting to find his fitness. And we're, so we're looking forward to, to seeing how they go and, uh, and develop over the year.
1: No, it's going to be incredible if you're in uh, the Ballarat area. In fact, if you're in anywhere in Victoria close by, get along to Mars Stadium. It's going to be about to this afternoon. Newcastle Jets kick off at 3.30. John, best of luck. Thanks for joining us on the show this morning, and uh, I'll, I'll catch you this afternoon.
3: Yeah, I'll see you there. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks John. Lot.
1: Socceroo legend and West United coach, uh, John Aloisi joining us on the show. Tell As I said, what, that's incredible.
2: Sometimes you just you go into an interview thinking, yeah, this might be just a straight bat, and then all of a sudden you get this... He's he's catching up with coaches on Facetime and on Zoom and all of this kind of stuff. That is incredible.
1: Yeah, and I and even like when you mentioned Craven Cray and all that sort of stuff, and that's nice and all the rest of it. Then he said, you know, two days later after the grand final win, holding the bump. baby in bed, you know, emotional about the victory and, and what it meant and stuff. So, it's crazy. As he did say though, like you as fans you you watch the games mm-hmm. you rock up or you watch them on TV oh, we just and, see the uh, you, you uh, the 90 know, minutes or the 120 it. minutes and, and you're like what? when you lose yeah. like, what are they doing all
2: week
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah incredible stuff so there you go uh, as I said they're taking on Newcastle uh, West United this afternoon at Mars Stadium stay with us we've got the marketplace up next oh, talking about uh, football or soccer I'm selling Mikel Arteta after a disgraceful performance from him and Arsenal over the weekend <laughs> this is the warm up all thanks to Bet365 whatever the sport whatever the moment's never ordinary at bet365 chances are you're about to lose you're listening to the warmer with warlow and moons for bet365 whatever the
0: sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet365 chances are you're about to lose the warmer with warlow and moons for bet365 Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Welcome
1: back to the warm-up. Stakes day. Looking forward to that this afternoon. The last day of the Mammal Cup Carnival. I know you were saying earlier you've got a multi, which started with the Aussies the other night against uh, Afghanistan. Do you include races or is it all sport normally? Uh,
2: No, I'm I'm not a huge race man. Yep. Usually just sport. If I'm at the races, I will, obviously. No, no, more, more sport. What have you got? What have you got? Uh, I've just got. Uh, I'm just waiting for tonight, basically. So I need Australia to beat Bangladesh. Right. Okay. That'll get me over the line. Looks like. Got a bit I'm, twinkle I'm, in your I'm, eye. You know what? I'm actually dollars, nervous isn't? after yeah. the last game <laughs> because it took a freak <laughs> innings from somebody to get them over the line.
1: Yeah. Uh, looking forward to West United taking on uh, Newcastle Jets two in the A League. Heading to that one this afternoon. Let's get into the marketplace. <laughs> The
0: Marketplace for Bet365. It's never ordinary. At
2: Bet365,
1: chances are you're going to lose. All right, the Marketplace. We're buying and selling something in the world of sports. Um, Who's going
2: first? You want to go first? Uh,
1: I'll go first. I, this, this is, is I, funny. I, I'm buying this because, I mean, generally you probably sell it, but I I, I loved how um, amateur this was in the <laughs> NBA this week. So, um, th- so... I'm assuming your young fellas or even daughters mm. or young fella um, play Xbox or PlayStation or have played FIFA yes. or NBA yes, or something. Yes, so yes. my young fellas just get into it now. And so you set up the teams, you know, like, Oh, I want to be Liverpool versus Manchester United, or I want to be yeah. Lakers versus uh, the Nets or whatever. And so when they're picking their teams, they pick, they pick the jerseys that they wear. Yes. They can make that decision. And, Sometimes it's hard to explain to a young fella that they can't wear those jerseys in the game because they look exactly the same and you can't do it. Well, that actually happened in the NBA this week when OKC took on Memphis. Order
2: for the teardrop over the big man. All right, Michael, we got a problem here before tip. We got nothing but white jerseys out there. A little miscommunication as Oklahoma City is in. for a the start until Memphis
1: can get the right jerseys on. Unbelievable. Okay, so it
2: was Memphis's fault.
1: Yeah, so they were both they were both wearing <laughs> white jerseys. So Memphis. So I'm assuming in the warm up, which I didn't see, that they're probably wearing. Yeah, they'd be wearing your training tops, training and tops, and whatever, yeah. Carl, and all the rest of it. But so what actually happened is the game was delayed because both teams rocked up in white. It's, <laughs> it doesn't feel like that would happen in American It's sport.
2: It's that's it's, it's Amrish.
1: Yeah, at best, I just think that, that's not great. a great one. No, but I, it's great. I, I loved it because it just felt like oh normal mm. like it felt like that's a, a, a silly mistake but yeah a good one so it happens what are you buying this week uh, mate so a
2: couple of weeks ago i said look i we all love maxi and we yeah. wanted but i wanted to see him do it against the bigger nations mm-hmm. a, a bigger game
1: yes and you know what You didn't say game though I've, well
2: that's kind of that. what i wanted you know i'm just bigger saying moments, a big moment a bit more on the line a bit more on the line and it's fair to say maxi listens to the warm up well i reckon cuz he's come out and gone Stuff you moved, bang,
1: and have a bit of that. He, what I found weird, and I saw the vision again this morning, is after the innings. And this is probably India. Mm. Obviously, that's where the World Cup is at the moment. Is the poor bloke had to walk up a thousand <laughs> stairs to get back to the change rooms? It's like, and it was so steep. I couldn't understand. Like, like someone lo- a lot of these.
2: A uh, lot of these stadiums, they look pretty fresh and new, and they're pretty beautiful. Yeah, they are. But they are very small grounds. Yes. They like, are small. They rounds, know what they're doing over there. Make in, them small. Make big runs. Yeah. Entertainment. Plenty of, plenty of sixes. And absolutely uh, it.
1: was it. incredible, and I still feel like it was very lucky innings. And I don't mean luck in the last hundred, but the, the first
2: fifty balls.
1: Yeah, he should have been out two or three times yes. probably. And look, I can get away with the other ones, but the drop catch, <laughs> an absolute.
2: I actually distress. can't get away with the LB. I, he was he was walking. Yeah,
1: I can't remember the guy who actually dropped him, but it was. An absolute sitter, and the commentators were saying in the end, he came on to bowl and it's like, oh, he could actually get this back now. Like, he's dropped a sitter, but he could really turn it around. And he just went for
2: that. And he watched the ball go over his head. (laughs) He had a sore neck by the end of the over. Ridiculous. So, there you go. All right. What are you selling? I'll tell you what I'm going to sell this week. So, after the grand final, the best and fairest, Melbourne's best and fairest night, we heard Stephen May say, you know, we're a better team than them. And Mm. I'm filthy that we lost to them because we're better. We would have won the grand final. Well, he got interviewed uh, during the week at Oaks Day. Yeah. Uh, and he said that I, I, I may have could, – could have chosen my words a little bit better. Yeah. I'm saying no, Maisie. Don't back down. Double down Double on it. Double down, If yes. we're in America, if you're an American sportsman, you would have doubled down on that. Yep. Absolutely. So people have got into his ear, you can't say that. And this is what happens in Australian – with Australian sport, you know, because we do like to knock people down if they yep. say something – and probably, I'm, I'm dare say, he's probably copped a fair bit of feedback. In America, on fans social media. In his team
1: would be just going that hard behind yes. him, saying, "Mate, that's what we want to hear." That's so, the, Ma- here Maisie. Uh,
2: next time, don't don't back down. Double down.
1: All right, perfect. All right, this what week. What are you selling? I'm selling Mikel Arteta, who's the manager of Arsenal. Arsenal. They won a couple of weeks ago off the back of a pre dodgy or VA, VAR yeah. decision. Uh, he came out and supported. Uh, the referees, oh, yes. saying that they're under pressure, we need to support them. Then he had a dodgy one on the weekend, so I want to play the back-to-back audio within two weeks.
3: And uh, we need to understand that that mistakes happen, you know, we make mistakes as well, and uh, and if nothing, the pressure will be so much, then it will be very, very difficult to manage. But I have to be the one now coming here to try to defend the club, and please ask for help, because it's an absolute disgrace. <laughs>
1: so two weeks ago he's like hey come on guys we've got to look after them show some support they you know we make mistakes too and then two weeks later they get the big, oldest they big it went the against weekend. me this you is know a what race. so I just think come on Mikha that's uh oh that is hilarious pretty poor I reckon by those. Hey, I don't manager. mind it
2: though you know what we got we got datted I'm gonna have a crack at it yeah I just think
1: well just be if don't back him in two weeks ago and then have a crack at him. Have a crack at him all the I'll time. Tell you I don't what the mind. The scary man. thing
2: is, obviously, they went down to Newcastle. The scary thing is, Newcastle are about to be the next Man City. Well, but potentially in, in the next three years, the they will League, be winning yes. everything.
1: Yep, they're going pretty well, and uh, right, they've, they've got, got
2: money. Dollars. They've got money going everywhere. <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to get out of here. As I said, I'm heading to Western United in Ballarat. Have Make fun, sure buddy. There. Uh, enjoy the racing this afternoon. Stakes day. This has been the warm up. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week on the warm up.